2: Yeah.
1: We've got uh, June underway now. We're June second today. Taking a close look at our weather uh, for today. It looks like it's going to be very nice again today, and that's a good thing. I'm liking this warm weather. Went out after I got home yesterday. Ran some errands, then went on on the back and sat down on the deck and caught some rays and kind of, you know, trying to brown up a little bit. I work on this now from now until September because third week of September, second week of September, I'll be in Florida down at Panama Beach. I go down there, spend about six days down there, so we'll be uh, heading out uh, in September for that. We go after Labor Day because things kind of calm down some. There's still plenty of people around, but not like it is when everybody's on vacation it's just absolutely crazy at that point so today warm lots of sun high of 89 today i'm liking that i'm liking it and i'm looking later on in, uh, in the week uh, later tomorrow night look for some thunderstorms and spots we'll have an 87 tomorrow thursday we'll reach into the 90 degree and then friday On Saturday and Sunday, we're into the uh, lower 90s, almost the mid-90s on uh, uh, Friday, 94 degrees on Sunday. And then it says thunderstorms in spots. Now, if you've just moved to Little Rock, here's what that means. It's about a 30% chance of a thunderstorm every day because it's humid down here. You're going to find that out. You might want to carry a towel in your car just so you can wipe off every once in a while. But, uh, hey, look, I've gotten used to it. I love it. I've been down here in September. On Labor Day, I will be uh, on the radio in Little Rock for 20 years. That's pretty cool. I like that. That's pretty cool. So I'm, I'm happy to be here. I love Arkansas. I enjoy central Arkansas. And I just leave uh, like once a, once a month, you know, during the whole year. You know, take my uh, my vacation because you got to take vacation. If you got vacation, you don't take it. There's something wrong with you. Hi, Elizabeth. What's happening? Well, good morning.
2: Good morning. I know the weather is going to make you happy, boy. We've gone right from some very pleasant weather right into middle of the summer humidity. I I
1: like it. Well, I don't see. I don't see. I don't call that middle of the summer. Middle of the summer is when it's 95 degrees. And higher. And we just got a
2: few more degrees to go later yeah. in the week. <laughs> yeah, that's
1: true. You still you're still about 10 degrees under that, okay? So I call that really moderate. We measured the pool water yesterday and it was 84 degrees. So that's Time to all right. Go swimming. See, that's about the same just about the same, uh, you know, temperature as the air, but get when we get to to the real hot part of the summer when we get into July and August, did it be like you know if you want to take a soap on a rope and a towel with you you can take a bath while you're out, out there in the in the swimming pool if you want. I kind of like that very too.
2: unheated pool. How about that? Yeah, that's <laughs> well it,
1: it's unheated as far as having a heater but you know the sun does a pretty good job of being a heater, you know? Absolutely. You're close to it you might get burned just the way it is. All right, careful so of the dick. Hey, the president spoke yesterday about the riots. You want to hear what he had to say?
2: Absolutely. We listened yesterday. Let's listen again.
3: Okay, here's what the president had to say to America. My fellow Americans, my first and highest duty as president is to defend our great country and the American people. I swore an oath to uphold the laws of our nation. And that is exactly what I will do. All Americans were rightly sickened and revolted by the brutal death of George Floyd. My administration is fully committed that for George and his family, justice will be served. He will not have died in vain. But we cannot allow the righteous cries and peaceful protesters to be drowned out by an angry mob. The biggest victims of the rioting are peace-loving citizens in our poorest communities. And as their president, I will fight to keep them safe. I will fight to protect you. I am your president of law and order and an ally of all peaceful protesters. But in recent days, our nation has been gripped by professional anarchists, violent mobs, arsonists, looters, criminals, rioters, Antifa, and others. A number of state and local governments have failed to take necessary action to safeguard their residents. Innocent people have been savagely beaten like the young man in Dallas, Texas who was left dying on the street or the woman in upstate New York viciously attacked by dangerous thugs. Small business owners have seen their dreams utterly destroyed. New York's finest have been hit in the face with bricks. Brave nurses who have battled the virus, are afraid to leave their homes. A police precinct has been overrun. Here in the nation's capital, the Lincoln Memorial and the World War II Memorial have been vandalized. One of our most historic churches was set ablaze. A federal officer in California, an African-American enforcement hero, was shot and killed. These are not acts of peaceful protest. These are acts of domestic terror. The destruction of innocent life and the spilling of innocent blood is an offense to humanity and a crime against God. America needs creation, not destruction, cooperation, not contempt, security, not anarchy, healing, not hatred, justice not chaos. This is our mission, and we will succeed 100%. We will succeed. Our country always wins. That is why I am taking immediate presidential action to stop the violence and restore security and safety in America. I am mobilizing all available federal resources, civilian and military, to stop the rioting and looting, to end the destruction and arson, And to protect the rights of law abiding Americans, including your Second Amendment rights. Therefore, the following measures are going into effect immediately. First, we are ending the riots and lawlessness that has spread throughout our country. We will end it now. Today, I have strongly recommended to every governor to deploy the National Guard in sufficient numbers that we dominate the streets. Mayors and governors must establish an overwhelming law enforcement presence until the violence has been quelled. If a city or state refuses to take the actions that are necessary to defend the life and property of their residents, then I will deploy the United States military and quickly solve the problem for them. I am also taking swift and decisive action to protect our great capital, Washington, D.C. What happened in this city last night was a total disgrace. As we speak, I am dispatching thousands and thousands of heavily armed soldiers, military personnel, and law enforcement officers to stop the rioting, looting, vandalism, assaults, and the wanton destruction of property. We are putting everybody on warning our 7 o'clock curfew will be strictly enforced. Those who threaten innocent life and property will be arrested, detained, and prosecuted to the fullest extent of the law. I want the organizers of this terror to be on notice that you will face severe criminal penalties and lengthy sentences in jail. This includes Antifa and others who are leading instigators of this violence. One law and order, and that is what it is. One law. We have one beautiful law. And once that is restored and fully restored, we will help you, we will help your business, and we will help your family. America is founded upon the rule of law— It is the foundation of our prosperity, our freedom, and our very way of life. But where there is no law, there is no opportunity. Where there is no justice, there is no liberty. Where there is no safety, there is no future. We must never give in to anger or hatred. If malice or violence reigns, then none of us is free. I take these actions today with firm resolve— and with a true and passionate love for our country, by far our greatest days lie ahead. Thank you very much, and now I'm going to pay my respects to a very, very special place. Thank you very much.
1: All right, so that was the president yesterday. I think that he was very to the point. I liked what he had to say. Uh, It's time that the looters and the rioters Mm -hmm. understand that we won't put up with it anymore here's my thought just like my my father's thought was when i was a kid all right i used to say hey dad i want to stay out to midnight tonight you know what my dad used to tell me no good things happen at that time son what do you want to say nothing
2: good happens after midnight why do you want to be out
1: there at midnight and i you know i said well you know it's midnight it's kind of Cool to be out after midnight. He says, No, you'll be home by 11 o'clock. <laughs> and I was home. Nothing at good o'clock. happens late
2: at night. <laughs> yeah, you're right.
1: That's exactly right. And here's what I would say to the peaceful protesters, and you have every right to peacefully protest. You go right ahead and protest during the daylight hours. I have no problem with that. But you shouldn't be out at night doing it. And let me just say this if you go out, and you get yourself mixed up with a bunch of rioters that are out there tearing up the the city or something like that or shooting at police like they were doing in St. Louis last night, then you're going to get what the bad people get because you're hanging with the bad people. Just, Just let's be honest about this. The Polk County, Florida sheriff yesterday was talking about there had been some rumblings on social media in the area that he was at that rioters were planning to bring violence into the neighborhoods of Polk County. Now, that went down last night in Cabot. I don't know if we had any problems in Cabot last night or not, but there were rumblings about it in Cabot. Here's Mm -hmm. here's what I'll tell you happened in my subdivision. I'm not going to tell you where my subdivision is. I'm just going to tell you. my subdivision, we closed the gates. Normally, the gates into our subdivision are wide open. They were not when it got dark last night we closed the gates and uh, people know that live in that neighborhood know how to get into the neighborhood if the gates to like highway five are closed but they were closed up they were back open today by the time i left for work but they were closed and i'll tell you what else happened at my house last night i haven't done this since i've been in cabin but you know if you're gonna act stupid if you're gonna go out and you're gonna act stupid and you're threatening my family i got out all my handguns last night and i have several <laughs> heidi does that surprise you that i have several handguns she's saying no she's shaking her head no at me elizabeth but i had uh, i had a handgun i've got a like a, a you know one of those uh, tables you open up in front of the couch that so you can you can snack and stuff i have one of those that sit next to my uh my couch in the living room and I had my 38 sitting right there. And I had a couple of 380s in a couple other areas in the house that were, made them very accessible. And uh, my wife looked at me and said, why are you doing that? And I said, it's Linda, Linda, you know that I I was in the military. And the, the, the SOP of when I was in the military, if there could be a problem, you prepared yourself for a problem. By the way, for you that don't know what an SOP, that's Standard Operating Procedure. And uh, that's what I did. Now, I've been talking to a friend of mine because I'm going to buy one of those AR-12 gauges that are out. Problem is right now they're all sold out. So as soon as one becomes available, that becomes a part of my house. And you can put a clip in it, I think uh, eight shots in the clip. Or if you want to buy the drum, you can put 25 shots in that. So uh, I'm I'm just telling you. The Ellswick household is not the place to to kind of kick down the door. And here's what the Polk County Sheriff said in Florida. I would tell the rioters, if you value your life, they probably shouldn't do that in Polk County. Because the people of Polk County like guns, and they have guns. And I encourage them to own guns, and they're going to be in their homes tonight with their guns loaded. And if you try to break into their homes to steal or to set fires, I'm highly recommending that they blow you back out of the house with their guns. So leave the community alone. I think that should be the word to every citizen in every county, in every state across the uh, across the country. I think that's what every sheriff should be telling the people that are under his uh, his protection. Yeah, Elizabeth, go ahead.
2: It's a good thing for the sheriffs to tell the folks, but I'm here to tell you, uh, of course, like you said, rumors started flying in Cabot last night. There were not rumors that started flying in Conway over the weekend, and I can tell you that you're not the only household that did what you did last night. I can tell you for an absolute fact, more than one in Conway did the same thing over the weekend and has every night since.
1: Well, that's why Um, we have guns. It's our own self-defense. Exactly. Exactly.
2: And we don't need the sheriff. I mean, it's a good thing. It's certainly a public service announcement that needs to be heard. I think the people are starting to get fairly fed up. Um, That reminds me, if you have not seen, I will look for it, the picture of the Lincoln Memorial. And that's exactly what the protesters painted.
1: What did they paint on? on? What did they put on? Are you
2: fed up yet? Are you fed up yet? Mm. Now, again, these protesters, Dave, I mean, we've watched enough of this over the last few days. It is, as you you guys talked about it yesterday, it's one thing to protest. I'm all about it. We're going to do it. Several other people are doing it. That's one thing. This is not protesting. This has been taken over by groups of people one group is antifa they've been all over social media and either they're just bragging and not doing anything or they're talking about what they're doing and i believe it's the latter um the reason here's what
1: i want you to do i want you to hold your thought and let's pick it up when we come back we got to get our traffic and weather in all right you bet people want traffic and weather we give them traffic and weather so if you want traffic and weather here it is right now I was just talking to Heidi uh, here a moment. That's my, my uh, producer. And I told her that I think that every woman should be armed. Every woman should have a gun. And all of my daughters have guns. Let that be a word to you guys out there. But anyway, all my, my daughters have guns. And they've been taught how to use a gun. And uh, my wife for Christmas a couple years back, I bought her a really nice little ruger uh that i can hold in the palm of my hand uh but uh, it's got enough stopping power if somebody would get in the house and she used it it would be no problem and it has a a crimson trace uh, laser on it Uh, that's a, a brand i like crimson trace and uh there's a button right on the butt of the handgun on the handle and when she grabs it the palm of her hand goes over that button and Im- immediately pushes down on it. And that little laser comes on, and she and I've taken her out shooting several times. She's okay. But uh, I just tell her, just put the light where you want the bullet to go. <laughs> and I, I laugh, but, you know, it's not a laughing matter. It's a, a life and death matter. If she's ever going to shoot, and I've told her this. You don't pull out a gun unless you, you intend to use it. And I'd say that to you as well. If you intend to use it, all right, and you got to have that in your mind that you will use it if necessary, uh, and that's not a small feat, to be honest. And uh, but I just told her put uh, put the dot on the person and start pulling the trigger, and don't stop until it goes click. You just keep shooting, and uh, I think I've got her. Got to train to do that. So, but I'm just going to tell you. You'll never know until push comes to shove. It is what it is. It is what even when I was in the military and, and I was in some situations where I had to use uh you know my my M16 at that time. Uh you don't know how you're going to react. You don't. It it, it I don't believe that it is a you know a normal thing to point uh a weapon at somebody and pull the trigger. I just don't think that that's normal. It's just like in football, it's not normal to run at the at the the fastest that you can and run into somebody. That's just not normal, you know. You got to get where it becomes a normal thing. But uh, I know that you've gone out and you've trained yourself, Elizabeth. We got thirty seconds, right?
2: Oh, you bet! And that crimson trace is a game changer. Although I don't want to be dependent on my on my laser sight. So we have a couple of different ways we train with that. Or without that um, my issue was breaking my arm last year kind of made my my grip hand a little weak i've had to really work on that
1: okay well we'll talk about what you're doing to get your grip strength back <laughs> in that's all coming up after the news here on the dave ellswick show all right 25 minutes till seven and i uh, i stopped you from talking there when we went to the break because we had the news uh, elizabeth but you were talking about you you don't completely depend upon your crimson trace.
2: Oh, no. Oh, no. I have more than one pistol. <laughs>
1: oh, really?
2: Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm lucky. Cool. I'm lucky. You know, I have a, a spouse who's very much into this, sort of like you, sir, former military and sort of like that. and Yeah. He did the exact same thing you were doing. He was going around the house the other evening, saying, "Okay, you know, here's where the here's where the extra ammunition is, you know. <laughs> right. Here's this, here's that." I'm like, "Okay, I knew that. I knew that." He said, "Are you comfortable?" And I said, "Of course, I'm comfortable." We had we had trouble in Conway over the weekend. I know you did. Um, apparently, more than one organization or group, and I say organization, I heard locally that it was just local people, students that wanted to get together peacefully. That was one thing. And I think that did occur. Of course, I am of the belief that to a large degree across the country, these protests are being hijacked and it was planned in advance that they would do so. So we had a group of people show up that didn't belong here. Um, There were, I think, four to five arrests. I believe that's accurate. And my understanding is that more than half of those people were not from arkansas so the people that were causing the most trouble that got arrested on the street here in conway over the weekend uh were not from conway and of course tear gas was deployed and there were several incidents um around over the weekend here i hope it doesn't come to cabot it was in russellville it was in springdale northwest arkansas don't know about Jonesboro.
0: yeah i
1: heard that they had uh word was out about jonesboro i don't well, know what is, happened why maybe I, I haven't heard anything maybe i i might give uh, the folks up there uh, a call and see if anything happened
2: i had friends call me from out of state you know who we we've all been talking off and on a little bit about the the pandemic and uh you know they're like what's going on in your area and i said well i mean our governor is all on top of things at the state capitol over the weekend, you know, armored cars, tear gas, police presence, uh, just what our president is calling for. Dominate the streets and let people understand peaceful is one thing, but violence is not allowed.
3: Yeah, and, we will and not that's tolerate the way it's got to it. be. We
2: are, yeah, we are a nation of law. I got goosebumps when I heard our president speak yesterday afternoon.
1: Yeah, um, I, I, I'm, I'm glad he that to me, the right up. things. Yeah. I don't disagree with you at all. And that's
2: not what the left is saying, of course. I
1: know that. You show up with with a backpack and you got Molotov cocktails in them. uh, You know, I think you should be immediately arrested. I mean, you're I believe that you're a domestic terrorist at that point.
2: Oh, you're not supposed to say domestic terrorism, No, Dave. I know. It's oh, what, my gosh. It's you're, like you're, you're not supposed you know, to inciting violence. How dare you?
1: No, I'm <laughs> I'm there to tell everybody I'm not there to incite it. If they incite it, I'm there to stop it.
2: I think this is starting to go on. Like you say, your neighborhood shut the gates. Yep. I think people are starting to stand up and say, we've had enough. I've, You know, I've spent a lot of time on Twitter. I've seen... A lot of videos in the last day or so of business owners, uh, either at their own business or, you know, together with other people, standing in front of their businesses with their rifles, with their guns, and just standing there. And apparently the protesters, to the greatest degree, are moving right on.
3: Yeah, well,
1: that's that's probably a a good thing for them to do.
2: What does that tell you, though? I mean, people, it, these groups of people out there, by the way, there's protesters. That's fine. And there are a huge number of those. There's also a lot of videos of peaceful protesting and people, you know, hugging the police and talking and marching with the police. Um, I don't remember where it occurred. I saw a very powerful one where the officer said, look, I've taken off my riot gear I'm, you know, take off my helmet. I'm going to march with you. And everybody starts cheering, and there were no injuries at that incident. But the people in these groups, um, two thirds of them are pretty dangerous people because you don't all, it's not all, it's not just these instigators that are in these groups. Think about all the the thugs and criminals that have been on the streets, or are sitting at home waiting to get on the streets because of the pandemic, and they've all come out in force because they understand that they can do what they want to do, and it's covered by all the rioting. Well, here's the what the protesters. This is getting drowned out. Their message is just gone.
1: Yeah. Well, here's here is the uh, the problem. We have anarchists that are out in the streets and no question for you who wonder well how do you know they're there well uh i'll go into it in depth but first thing i want to tell you is if you start seeing people spray painting an a with a circle around it mm-hmm. that is a sign of anarchy that is well, that's also
2: the antifa Yeah, you know, the it, antifa folks like to do that
1: yeah they like to use that so let's talk about what is anarchism okay Uh, anarchism is a political philosophy. I mean, there are people, uh, in fact, I know good friends who consider themselves kind of uh, anarchists. They go beyond what the founders said. The founders thought we needed, we had to have uh, a government, although they knew that government, the propensity of government is to grow and to get more power if the people allow them to, but that you had to have, quote, A rule of law you had to have a way to keep the people who don't want to be lawful under control for a better for better terminology and anarchism says they radically call for the complete uh, abolishment of the state which it holds to be undesirable unnecessary and harmful here's what I say to them you got to have rules because if you don't have if you don't have rules, the only rules that exist are the rules that you yourself live by, and uh, if everybody doesn't have, you know that you, you you don't kill people, then people get killed wantonly at that point. So you got to have some rules, and the anarchists are now in the street, and these people want to get rid of the state. They want to get rid of the government. I thought it was just ridiculous last night that. One of the, the people who a reporter for PBS said, well, there's no anarchists in the street. Oh, really? <laughs> Have you not been oh, watching God. the news? I mean, come on. You, I mean, it's like you said on the Washington, uh, not Washington, Lincoln Memorial uh, last night. Have you had enough spray painted on the steps here in Arkansas at our state capitol? Black Lives um- Matter. I mean, we got all of that stuff going on right now. There's a reason people are spray painting stuff. It's the way that they communicate.
2: Have you seen the pictures of our state capitol? I think they've gotten it largely cleaned up. Uh Uh-huh. Oh, it's heartbreaking. And i got to tell you, it made me damned angry.
1: Well, it should make every taxpayer. That's my house. That's our
2: house. How dare they? You know? So that's, you know, that's that. It's gonna hmm, this whole thing's like a little tinderbox it's not even a little tinderbox it's, yeah, it's,
1: tinder it's a big tinderbox but you and I box. you and I both lived through this already Elizabeth I talked about this yesterday That's right 1967 That's right. the long hot you summer You were there Yeah 1968 there. The, the the assassination of Martin Luther King and Bobby Kennedy You know we've,
2: Well yeah and what caught, we've, what we've walked through yeah. this Yep I mean, Except did- I believe this is possibly worse, and the reason I say worse, I don't recall in 1968 um, in Arkansas having this type of activity. You know, the the National Guard and the police and on on the streets in every town and things of that sort. We had we had some marches and a lot of stuff going on, but I don't remember it being this this severe in Arkansas. Well,
1: you know, it's it's they're everywhere. I mean some pe- I just got to say if you're an anarchist I ch- I challenge your your intellectual ability I really do I I and and I will say most if not all anarchists are not Christian at all uh to be an anarchist you, know, you you have to be literally uh you know an atheist uh, you know, as far as that's concerned. But the bottom line well, I, goes I, down that, uh, yeah, I'm with you on that. It's come to middle America now.
2: I'm remembering, do you remember the videos we saw about the Bernie Sanders supporters? That was what uh, most of the uh, videos that came out from Project Veritas about Bernie Sanders supporters. That's what those folks were talking about, this type of thing, burning, rioting anarchy throwing everything over if we don't get what we want we're going to be in the streets i was remembering that yesterday as well i wonder (laughs) what the connections might be between those two items but we're talking about this going on all over the country there is no way and you all talked about this yesterday there is no way that this violence not the protesting the violence popped up overnight in less than 24 hours in all of these different cities I don't believe it. No one's ever going to convince me. Now, the protesting, yes, that took a day or two to start really building up. We're a week into this now. That's going to happen. But the violence was pre-planned, and I firmly believe, and I am a conspiracy theorist on this. I don't mind saying so. Someone somewhere had this planned, and there was a trigger pulled, and a switch was was switched, and all of this started up these people are traveling all over the country who is paying for that who is paying for their you know their subsistence who's getting them from place to place who's paying for those pallets of bricks that showed up on the street corners in Dallas all right have you seen those videos oh yeah it's it's dramatic there is more going on that happened in to DC too you know of course. Yes, it happened in several. I saw a video from Dallas. I've, you know, even though deep fake videos are a thing these days, I believe that most of what we've seen on Twitter is, you know, one person on the street with a camera or their phone and here you go. It's the best best way to see what's really going on because the media sure is not covering it. We know that. We wow. know that.
1: Well, when they deny that there's <laughs> anarchists Exactly. You know, just, they're just being stupid. I mean, that that's. Well,
2: and that MSNBC sure. fellow who stood in front of the bu- burning building and said, um, This is not a riot. It's a peaceful <laughs> protest. <laughs> I thought I was going to drop my teeth. You know yeah. the word gaslighting, okay? Yeah. This is gaslighting. When somebody, you see it. You know it. All your senses tell you. And they tell you not to believe this over here saying it's not what you see. That's right. They tell you not not to believe it.
1: That's right. They'll (laughs) tell you not to believe it. That's exactly right. All right. 13 to 7. Elizabeth's with us at 7 o'clock. Then the Bible guys are here at 7 till 8. At 8 o'clock, Elizabeth's back and she'll join me to welcome Senator John Bozeman. He'll be with us in the 8 o'clock to 8.30 half hour And then uh, Elizabeth and I finish it up between 8.30 and 9 o'clock. Stick around. We've got a lot more to talk about. All right. So staffers for uh, Democratic presidential candidate Joe Biden announced that they have donated to a group that pays bail fees in Minnesota as the riots over deaths of George Floyd consumed the city. At least 13 of his campaign staffers wrote on Twitter that they have donated to the Minnesota Freedom Fund, which says it supports the protesters. Now, which protesters do they support? Are they supporting the people who are peacefully protesting, or are you supporting those who have had their butts thrown in jail because they're throwing objects, uh, they're throwing Molotov cocktails, they're lighting buildings on fire and things that, that of that nature? Now, listen to this. The group opposes cash bail and says it, quote, pays criminal bail and immigration bonds for those who cannot afford to, as we seek to end discriminatory, coercive, and oppressive jailing, according to its website. Quote, we are in awe of the support coming through right now. Now, I'll tell you where the support's coming from it's coming from Democrats. It's uh, uh, the the lefty Democrats, and it's definitely coming out of Hollywood. I mean, I'll never go see another Steve Carell movie as long as I live. He's 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 sending money for these people. Uh Uh-uh. Nope. You sit up in your little ivory castle up in you know off of, uh, Rodeo Drive or wherever it is you sit you live out there in in Hollywood, and I have no idea how much you put into your house behind your fences and your walls and help finance this stuff, not only do I say I will never go see another movie, but hell no, I'll never go see another one of your movies. You have blown it as far as I'm concerned, and I'm going to start making a list of everybody who's throwing their money that way. You throw your money that way, I'm not going to throw my money your way where I'll be throwing my money your way so you make money to throw it to people who are lawbreakers. Nope, not going to do it. It's not right. I love movies, but uh, I love uh, justice more than I love movies. This, this just drives me crazy, That you, you know, it's, like that, when it's you're like that. It's the
2: furtherance of what we already know about these people, okay? I mean, at our house, we quit going to movies quite a long while ago. We don't feed that that machine. We uh, maybe watch it on streaming or something if we want to download or whatever, watch a movie, but I am not going to feed that monster. I do not agree. I am watching what the left has been doing, and they've taken over Hollywood quite a long time ago. It's that old thing my grandma keeps saying to us, you know, and I keep hearing her voice in my head. When someone tells you who they are, you should believe them. When their actions show you who they are, you should believe your own you know, observations. You should see what they do. I'm not going to be part of it either. There's quite a long list. Uh, I'll have to tell you, when I saw the names, I thought, boy, am I getting old because I don't even recognize half of these so called celebrities. I don't even know who they are. One notable name on the list is Seth Rogen. This is the fellow that just got the $1 million contract for the podcasting, <laughs> Alternative Media. Um, you know, it's now, again, if they're helping peaceful people, but they're not going to be in jail, I don't think,
1: well, here's what I I would do. If I, if, if I was awash in money and you know me well enough, Elizabeth, you know, that isn't a fact, man, I'm treading in debt. You know how that goes. Uh, I don't, I, I've got enough money that I can pay my bills and, and do a few things i i don't have a lot of money people think that if you're on the radio and you're doing a talk show or whatever you're filthy rich. Oh, you're
2: making millions <laughs> yeah i'm not
1: by a long by a long time but if i was a wash in money you know where i'd be giving my money i'd be giving my money to organizations who help those police officers who are being shot that yeah. are being wounded in the line of duty who are out there on the front lines Trying to keep the people that are the anarchists from getting into our homes. I mean, that's the and into our businesses. That's the bottom line. Uh, No, I don't support people who kill people. I don't support, you know, people that that wear a blue uniform and kill innocent people, like the one uh, police officer we have right now in Minnesota. I don't support that person. I want that person behind bars. He should be behind bars. And uh, that's the way that should be. But I do not support, uh, you know, people go out rioting. They're burning down the businesses of uh, innocent people who are just trying to make uh, a living. And uh, those people should be behind bars, too, the ones that are. Uh, doing this violence they need to be arrested and they need to be put behind bars they're animals as far as i'm concerned how
2: does building how does burning down a building or breaking out the windows or you know carrying off the 60 inch television set or the pair of nikes has have have anything to do with what they say this is all about
1: well let let me tell you something elizabeth go to detroit all right go to detroit sometime and see what detroit is like Detroit is, is terrible now, and it's because of the 1968 riots and 67 riots. They burned that city down, and it still hasn't recovered. It has and not who recovered.
2: Is in, who is in charge? The Democrats. It's, still, these the, yeah, it's the left. These, these cities where most of this destruction is occurring even now? Are ha it's happening in areas that are controlled by Democrats. Again, I told my friends, I said, look, we've got a Republican governor here. He's not one of my favorites. I have to be honest with you, but I tell you what, he didn't sit still. It didn't take him long. He sent out the national guard and the state police. He said, I'm not going to have this stuff in the state. All right.
4: so
2: that's what we need.
1: Before we uh, leave, I want you to think about this during the hour, uh, that the Bible guys are on, uh, Joe Biden, his, uh, Campaign spokesman Andrew Bates to, told Reuters that Biden, speaking for the vice former vice president, and he hasn't denied this, opposes cash bail because he sees that as a modern-day debtor's prison.
2: Oh, that's a whole conversation, and yeah. you know it's been going <laughs> on. We are discriminating against these poor folks because when they get arrested, they can't pay. I'm sorry. How did you get arrested? Excuse me. You got arrested. What happened first? Let's see. Hmm. I don't get it. I don't mm, get it. That's,
1: yeah. mm. it's, that's what I'm <laughs> just, just swarming saying
2: on us, Dave. I know. Swarming on us.
1: This is people that <laughs> just don't use their brain again. Biden opposes cash bail as a, quote, modern day debtor's prison. That is that came right out of the mouth of his uh, campaign spokesman, Andrew Bates, he told Reuters that, and he is quoted for it. So anyway, there you have it. All right, we only got a minute to go before we get to the news. Uh, I'll have you back on here. I'll let you go have a cup of coffee, and you can tune in to Fox Business or, you know, America One News or something like that, and then we'll talk again when you come back at 8 o'clock, and we'll be talking with Senator, our uh, senior senator, John Bozeman. By the way, great hour tomorrow at 7 o'clock. As always, we'll have uh, Congressman French Hill on at seven o five. At seven thirty five, Congressman Bruce Westerman joins us here on the Dave Elswick okay. Show. So back to back, Congressman tomorrow in the seven o'clock hour here on uh, the Dave Elswick Show. Uh, look, I I have the utmost respect for our uh, our delegary our delegation up in D.C. I mean, Bozeman Cotton. And then you got Westerman, you got Hill, uh, you, you got uh, Womack, and uh, representing us well. Yeah, and then up in the what uh, the what who is it up there in the third district? Crawford. Ah, Crawford. Crawford. Yes. We got about Crawford. <laughs> I don't want to forget about him. All right, I want to get no, him we on.
2: They're all doing good work.
1: All right, I'll talk to you after eight o'clock. Coming up, the Bible guys on the Dave with show.
3: joy that's unspeakable,
2: and I like it, and I like it, yeah, your love for me's irresistible, I can fight it, I can fight it, yeah, yeah. The Bible guys a
1: clue. in the studio. If you're watching on Facebook, there they are, right closest to the camera. Look at the camera, Steve. Steve Hess, Pastor Steve Hess, Pastor Billy Miller over here. And uh, Billy works out at the Cummins unit when they let him go out there. Tucker Max, Tucker oh Tucker! <laughs> I always, why do I always put you comments? I, I don't know. Maybe put he's you prophesying something. Is that know. a little closer than Tucker? No, it's, uh, no, it's, it's much yeah, further yeah, yeah, that's the hardened criminals, really, isn't yeah. it?
0: Uh, Tuck, Tucker Max falls yeah. into that. Yeah, so because they, it says Max in it. Yeah, yeah, so they, yeah. they have a tendency. Um, so when they need to pull somebody out of Cummins, they end up at Max. And when they need to pull pull someone out of Max, they end up out of Cummins. So okay. Cummins, Cummins tends so to be So you're out of Tucker, long. but you haven't been because it's been shut COVID. down because yep. of COVID-19. Yep. And we've still heard nothing about when that may reopen. Uh-huh. So. Okay.
1: Well, we haven't heard anything about after, when we're going to get out of Phase 8. Yeah. We're still sitting in phase A. Mm-hmm. Did, I didn't realize. I guess I should. I should find it. Uh, Rick Bazette cut a video for the church for New Life Church and why we're not meeting right now. And he went into what all you have to do as a church. Oh yeah. You know. And now it's not. Com, it's not a compulsive thing. It's not saying that you must do it. But they're saying here's what you should do. And right. I mean it's about. Keeping a list of everybody who's oh, there yeah. at worship, yeah. keeping people in like groups of ten within the service, leaving people out. You can't have children's services. Yep. Uh, you shouldn't have children's services, and on and on. Now, I'm going to agree. Churches can do as they see fit. All right. Uh, uh, I'll give our our governor that yep. is that he 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 didn't make it mandatory. There's go to California. It's mandatory, right. Right. and
0: if you weren't following the Supreme Court. They said
1: that was fine.
0: Yeah, I did see that and I was uh uh I was surprised and more than a little disappointed with the Supreme Court, uh particularly Justice Roberts in writing the uh Well when haven't I opinion? been su- why, yeah, on the big cases, yeah. when haven't I been disappointed
5: when in Justice Roberts? The, you probably know this, Dave. When did FISA come about? When did all that and right after nine yeah, right, eleven. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. And um, everything that the, your your real conservatives were crying out, um, hey, I know we're trying to do some things I here in the midst it, of yeah. terrorism, but one day you're going to get somebody that's going to use this
1: against us. That, do you remember me talking to Senator uh-huh. To Cotton on my show live about that? Uh-uh. Yeah, I told him. I said, I said, Senator, I know you guys think you're doing something good, uh-huh. but then I re- I repeated the old famous phrase: "The road to hell is paved with, with good, good intentions,", intentions yep. Yep. and I said. There's nothing, there's, in my mind, I know, sooner or later, yep. someone within the government will misuse that program. Right, yep. right. And sure and, enough, they did.
5: And now that we have precedent, then they get to choose in the future right. for whatever reason right. they choose to shut down churches. That's the concern.
0: Yeah, right. you're right. Well, and, and beyond that, I don't know, um, the the requirements for churches, which are still recommendations, not requirements, uh, are pretty strict, but if you, have you gone and looked? At um, Fauci and the CDC's recommendations for schools for reopening, uh, it is draconian. Um, no child sitting within twelve feet of another child. How can uh, you do that? You can't do you can't, that. Children can't change classrooms. They must be with the same. T- well, well, I'm sorry, that's not the way junior high and high school work. It's it's absolutely draconian. Uh, if those really become the law of the land, schools will never reopen. It, it can't it, happen. That,
1: well, that's what I'm saying. If that happens, you know what good i'm here's what i say <laughs> thank you steve I, I was just thinking the you don't same have, thing you don't because have
0: kids at home right now
1: just yeah if you got kids at home and and, and you're a, a two-income family yeah i understand that that can be very 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 difficult right now but i will say this it will take away a lot of the um programming yeah <coughs> thank you yeah <laughs> You're reading my mind today, aren't you? He's looking. At, <laughs> he's looking over script. at me, yeah. Heidi. He's looking at me and seeing inside it's, my head. It's today. written right on your forehead. <laughs> it's on my forehead. Yeah. Okay, yeah. It, it would be not a bad yeah. thing uh, for you know parents to be saying a few things to their yeah. kids and yeah. having them for longer than what the government has them. It'd yeah. be a good thing. Yeah, we've been homeschooling our youngest for the last few years. So. Take yeah. a take a look at what's happening. That's because a public school. That's right. In many cases. yeah and it's just, just what it is.
5: I, you, you might find this a little surprising, but my my onre- Probably not. <laughs> my orneriness <onrenous laughs> gene is going to come out a little bit more in force because I, I was of the mentality initially, I'm listening to the government uh, and going, hey, let's find out what's going on. They're saying millions of people could potentially die. So we did all the right thing. And now I'm like, this is baloney. Uh, the percentages are not even remotely close to what you're saying. And now you're using it to be oppressive. I'm done with you. Yeah. That's kind of my mentality. Good for so, you. Yeah.
1: So good for you. Try to be a good boy at the guess beginning. Guess what? But. We're getting questions about this, so we're going to talk about it. Okay. All right. If you want to send us questions, uh, it's the Bible Guys at Salem s a l e m l r dot com, and they'll pop right up on my phone while I'm sitting here doing the show. Or I'm looking over at Heidi. Heidi's looking at me and go. Or call. if you're watching. That's right. Uh, or call. <laughs> I'm going to bring Heidi in here one day, just so right. everybody can see her. All right. I, you yeah, gotta, we just met her. So yeah, she's great. Lady. Always, You're going to but... like her. She's very, very talented. She's been doing a very, very good job, and I really do appreciate her. And, uh, and she, she just uh, has fallen right into what we do here on the show. I don't know if she believes in a lot of the stuff that we say here. Sometimes I look at her and I'm watching her, and I think. Mm, she probably thinks i'm kind of weird that's okay. but, to but bottom line, are, and that's
0: all right but i'm telling
1: you <laughs> heidi i will protect you you don't have to worry i'm just t- i was talking to her a, f- a few uh, minutes ago about being armed and why as a woman she should have a gun absolutely yeah. every, every i was in, in that with her she says her mom and dad are real gun owners and love them and stuff but she said i've never owned a gun i hadn't really learned how to d- you got to learn, that. girl. It's yep. that, You're at that age now. I'm just telling you, you got to do it. I told her I can get her free training, too. There you go. We'll take good care of her. All right, first question at 13 after 7. Dear Bible guys, how do the Bible guys feel that the church, and if not the church, the individual Christian should position themselves re- uh, regarding this horrible murder of George Floyd? How is it that we as a nation just cannot seem to break free of the topic of racism, even after electing an African American to the presidency? Mr. Ellswick, do you feel that the president made the correct decision in declaring Antifa a domestic terrorist organization uh, organization? And if so, how do we go about dealing with them? National guard, local police. Thank you, Bobble guys. So, Let's start off with you guys first, and then I'll throw in my two cents worth. Because she asked, mm. uh, "How do you guys? How how's the individual uh, Christian, and how is the church to react to the injustice that was delved out to George Floyd?"
5: Well, initially, I tend to when things like this happen, um, and I, not just with the police, but with m- most things, because I've actually become. Uh, extremely disheartened with a lot of my Christian brethren who spend negative three seconds doing research on anything, yeah, yeah. but but they find it cute, funny, and appropriate. Negative three seconds, <laughs> that's right. I like that. Um, forwarding memes that they think are funny that you that a four year old could see were uh, f- photoshopped mm-hmm. uh, and and pushing a narrative. So I I tend to really slow down when things like this happen and kind of find out what's going on. And at first, and my initial response was in this, you know, cause I didn't watch the whole video. I just saw part of it. And then later on after a few days when I realized the full story and, and actually that this was an eight to half minute ordeal it's kind of, then I kind of moved into the category of this is that was completely over the top and out of line. But initially when things like that happen with the cops, I always go, well, what's the, that's the whole story first, because the problem I have with reacting to what the cops do is, is um, when somebody, um, I'll just say it this way, that if someone kills a cop, it, it makes five seconds on the evening nude locally and nobody seems to care. Yeah. Uh, and, and so you, you could watch these guys do all kinds of things to try and protect their lives, the neighborhood lives, but then all of a sudden, but then they make one blurp. they make a mistake and then all of a sudden, you know, they're just destroyed. Now, this was a worst case, an extreme example of... Brutality, murder—I mean, everything that you want to title with it—and and so we should be heartbroken, um, one, uh, because somebody lost their lives, and and two, that we could have such a callousness with somebody who is um, charged with protecting, right? Yeah. Um, and so now I've kind of moved into the the category of after you know seeing all the facts and all the stuff that's kind of come out about it, that it's a sense of outrage, um, and that there should be more of of a level of outrage, but. Not to the level that we're seeing what the rest of the community's responding about it. Cause
1: Marching okay. Right.
5: We had a good when protest the, when, last night in Little Rock. They all they were all right down at the Capitol building and yeah. nothing bad was happening. They just everybody made their voice heard.
1: But when the sun goes down, yeah. I'm just telling you, bad things happen.
0: Yeah. 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 Uh, I, right, Billy. Uh, I'm very much in the same position. Um I matter of fact, because I was on a bit, I, I find myself in positions where I have to just back away from the news sometimes for days at a time, mm-hmm. um, because I find where the world is right now to be a bit overwhelming, um, mm-hmm. particularly when we look at it from a biblical viewpoint and where we believe this country ends up having to be at those end times. I I, I have to withdraw from that. I have to find a prayer closet sometimes. Mm-hmm. I have to find some quiet time. So I miss the initial um, event and then began to hear about it on social media, so went to find out what was going on. Um, Kind of in the same position. um, As someone who spent a lot of time fighting and training, particularly in um, MMA-style combat, um, there's no way in the world I I would ever choke a person unconscious for eight and a half minutes. I I know the ramifications of doing that. A chokehold in
1: MMA? Is ten seconds typically, and the person passes out.
0: Yeah. Um,
1: After that, you're you're toying with their lives. Right. That's why the official gets in
0: and right waves it off yeah. immediately. Um, so I was appalled to see how long that went on. Um, I was and the also, fact that
5: nobody else did anything.
0: I was also appalled by the fact that there were three other officers standing there and no one intervened. Um, now they were
1: complicit
0: yeah. the, absolutely and I believe all four were fired very first thing the next morning, um, which is a good first step. Mm. Um, I think the the firing should have immediately been followed by handcuffs, and I don't know uh, I know that's gonna charges, happen charges yeah charges have been filed, some initial charges and and I think part of what's going on here is that we have become such a microwave world where we want we want everything right now, including justice. And people don't understand that it takes time to gather evidence, even though there's a video there, mm-hmm. there's still a due process, a process. that has to happen yeah. before these guys are going to end up in, in prison. There's no doubt about it. But everybody wanted them disciplined right then. You know, it's like, well, we got to do something about this right now. It's like, well, we have a system. We have a system of laws. And that system of laws is in process right now. I mean... The, the The Attorney General for the state has gotten involved uh, bars involved I mean there are people who are eyes on this. I promise it's going to get solved it's going to get solved quickly, but we shouldn't be out burning stuff down We should not be, be we should not react to a criminal act with further criminal acts you know that old. my mom always told me two wrongs don't make a right uh, well,
1: that's what the bible says don 't yeah. repay evil with evil
5: right and, i w- i would agree i I agree right now with where we're at but i I would tell you where I would actually actually accept. If um, what's going on, and that is with the evidence that we have now, for eight and a half minutes, if that man was not convicted, then I would be like, you know what, burn the whole house yeah. down. Yeah, Because it, if, if that that man's not convicted after what he did for eight and a half minutes, then th- there was no justification. Two or three minutes because we don't know if he's wrestling behind, if he's still resisting, but it, when it becomes painfully obvious that the man's just laying there, and now you can obviously see that he's gasping if and if there was a complete you know dismissal, no charges, and I'd say, you know what, set the house on fire because... There's never going to be well, justice. Well,
0: would, we would deserve it at that point, too. Right. So, um, And I think that's exactly what would happen in this country. And unfortunately, there are those, you were talking about the anarchists in the last hour, there are those in this country who that's exactly what they want to see. They want to see the house of cards fall and everything be burned to the ground.
1: One of my favorite scenes in the last Batman by Christopher Nolan is when Alfred's talking to Batman... And he says, just sir, there's just the some world. that just <laughs> want to see the world burn. Yep, yep. Then there are. And yep. you got to stop them. Yep. Yep. And uh, he's talking about the Joker. And I'm just saying, the Joker is... Antifa. Antifa. <laughs> it is. That's exactly what he is. He's in, he's the anarchist. Yep. That's what he is. Okay, got to get a break in. Let's do that. Then we'll come back. We'll talk more. And I'll answer my part of that question uh, when we return here on the Dave Ellswick Show. I was asked that I think the president was right in in declaring antifa a domestic terrorist group i'll just tell you yeah and then i'll tell you why when we come back at uh, 21 after 7 don't forget about pi roofing how they can fix your roof like right now to take good care all you got to do is make the first step that is call them 707-3551 707-3551 you call them today they'll get things set up for you so they can get it taken care of without even coming uh to your house to talk to you. They'll send people out to do the job, to inspect your uh, roof, to find out where the leaks are. Then they'll call your insurance agency and they're going to get their appraiser out. They're going to walk the roof with the appraiser. They're going to show them all the problems. They'll tell them, here's why we've got to completely do the roof all the way down you know, to the studs, so to speak. Or maybe we just got to take off the shingles. All right, they'll show it to them so that, your insurance will cover it. Now you probably have a deductible, know that you're going to have to pay that. And when they get started, they'll get it done in a day. Man, they did my roof, it was amazing. They started early in the morning. They stripped it all the way down uh, and then replaced just some wood. They didn't have to replace all of it, all the plywood that's on on the top of my uh, the house because my thing was a, you know, hailstorm. And I had them come out and take a look at it and they they replaced uh, the stuff that needed to be replaced. What I was always amazed by is that, you know, when they're they're working on your roof, there's all kinds of paper they're ripping off of shingles and plastic and stuff, and they're throwing it, and then they got the nail guns going, and there's nails flipping off of your, your roof and stuff. They pick all that paper and everything up, throw it into the dumpster, and then they bring this device out that has a huge magnet hanging from the end of it off of a chain, and they run that over your yard. And guess what it is? It picks up all those nails. And it's all hooked there. Then they turn off the electric to it. All the nails fall off into into the garbage. They do a great job. You can trust these folks. Uh, Joel and Veronica, good Christian folks. I'm just telling you, they take good, good care of you. So we're all their workers. 707-3551 or go to piroofing.com. 26 minutes after 7, we're going up to 85 degrees today. The humidity is going to climb, climb up a little bit more. Uh, after I get off here, I'll run home. i got to pick up my wife. i got to go to see the doctor, and hopefully I'll get the all-clear uh, signal from uh, her, and um, I'll be done with all the treatments on my foot. Let me just tell you, if they tell you you got to do hyperbarics, go do them. Mm-hmm. That really does speed the healing mm-hmm. uh, of things. Uh, I've gone through two toe amputations during this time. This has taken almost a year to clear up. Mm. Uh, if you get a, any kind of a, an infection, don't say, ah, I'll be fine. You know, I'm a typical guy. Yeah. Heidi, you know how typical guys are, right? We just said, yeah, what's the big deal? Rub some dirt on it. Yeah, put some dirt on it. That's exactly right. Go back to work. And so I stuck a Band-Aid on it and uh, walked on it, and it was leaking and all kinds of nasty stuff, and and I didn't go see the doctor. And then when I did go see the doctor, she looked at it, and she says, "Uh, I want you to go to the wound center uh, over at at Baptist North Little Rock. And uh, we had to kind of do it in a circle kind of way of doing it. But uh, we ended up getting in to see Dr. Driscoll, who I will have on my show in the near future. She'll be on here to talk about if you're a type 2 diabetic, how you got to watch out about your feet because that's really uh, a, an easy spot for it to attack you. But uh, bottom line, uh, she looked at it and she goes, that's not good. They put it in a cast. Mm-hmm. They treat it, put it in a cast. She said, well, why cast? Well, they didn't want me to walk on it. Right. So they put you in this cast, and then they give you this boot that looks like it's got like uh, little things sticking out of the sides. And what they do is they grab the cast and pull the weight up off of your
0: Keep foot, it off the bottom of the foot. Mm-hmm.
1: And uh, I went, uh, we went over a weekend with that, and I showed up that Monday, and they cut it off. And she looked at it and she goes, "Hey, guess what, Dave?" I go, "What? You going in the hospital today?" Yeah, nice. Yeah, because it was really it, it had really flared up, and I found out when I got in hospital I had MRSA, which is not an infection you want to get because nope, nope. it can be deadly. And so uh, they hooked me up, put a pick line in me, and all kind. It's been it has been. I will not say that I've not gotten frustrated. Yeah, and you guys know me well enough that. Bad things can be going on in my life, and mm. my faith's strong enough that I, I get through them, but there are a couple of times I literally sat down and, and looked up uh, at the Lord and said, "Come on, <laughs> you know, just come on." Uh, probably the worst time was when they said, after taking the first toe, they wanted to take another one, yeah because they found they did an MRI, and we thought it was it was almost all healed up. And the MRI showed a very tiny little area of infection. Yeah. Deep you down. don't get it all, though. And the doc said, I got to go and take it out, Dave. Yep. Yeah. And not only did he take it out, but, you know, I asked him when he did the surgery if he used a melon scoop. Mm. He didn't like that. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but that's he how I felt about it. Did not appreciate honest. that particular analogy? No, he didn't like that analogy. But the bottom line is, uh, I'm doing well now and we should be out of it. Other question I've been asked, I had 20 seconds to answer this. And that is, why is the flag folded and on the end of the desk? We've had people on Facebook asking it. It fell yesterday. So we we folded it up. Uh, let me just make this clear. Russ folded it up and put it at the end. We will put it back up. We'll let Flag and Banner do that coming up Wednesday. All right. It's the Bible, guys. If you got a question, 823 823 8-2-3- 0965. Did I say it still enough, Heidi? Okay, because a lot of people don't like to when I go 8230965 <laughs> because they can't keep up with me. 8230965. Or if you want to, maybe you work somewhere where they won't let you call in, uh, you can email me and email the Bible guys at Bibleguys at BibleGuysSalemLR.com. All right, at the end of the last question, which was how should the church be reacting to the death of Mr. Floyd, is, Mr. Ellswick, do you feel that the president made the correct decision in declaring Antifa a domestic terrorist organization? And if so, how do we go about dealing with them? National Guard, local police. Thank you, Bible guys. Well. Yes, I think the president made the right decision. I've been saying that ever since uh, Antifa arrived on the scene with wearing their masks and stuff. Yeah. When you when you show up at night wearing masks, mm-hmm. threatening people, lighting fires, uh, beating people. I mean, I go back to the guy that was uh, out in Portland, Oregon, was out uh, videotaping a uh, a group that was uh, getting together. And they showed up, and they they beat him with an inch of his life. Uh, when you got people like that, uh, they are domestic terrorist organizations. And I so I go all along with what the president's saying, and I do believe what the president said in his speech yesterday uh, that the governors of their states have to uh, you know find a pair and you know get their national guard out and do what is necessary to get. To, you know bring calm about Yeah, uh, because that's the job of the government that is what the government is there for is to protect its citizenry even the bible says that what's the, what's the bible say well I'll just ask the bible guys to talk about it, it you know Paul talks about that state controls the sword mm-hmm. alright and the sword is your state or your you know centralized government back then it was rome uh bottom line uh, steve what, what, what was the point that in, paul was trying to make it's in part i believe it's in romans 13 is what a lot of people have been quoting with
5: um us following the, what the government has told us with regards to covid but i believe the larger context of that is that because they have the greater authority um to um bring civility to the world. They're, they're the they earthly. To keep the
1: bad people under control. Correct. So that's the
5: greater context of that idea that that God places those people in charge. So, yes, as the church, we did initially listen and go, okay, this is what they're telling us about COVID. But now they have a greater
1: responsibility to do what you said, and that is to bring law and order and not allow and this chaos. And why? Why does Paul say, why? What does that do? It lets us all. Live peaceably. Able, there Be you peace. go. Yep. Thank you. Yep. So that we I can mean, preach the, Bible, the gospel in Bible's peace. The Bible's got it all laid out for yep. us, yep. and we just pay attention to it. Yep. I mean, seriously, yep. it's all it's it's all there. Yep. I'm not saying that you roll over and uh, the you know some some pseudo Hitler shows up, you go out and start murdering you know Jews or something. That's not what I'm saying, right? right. You know. But if they're morally doing what they're supposed to do. Mm-hmm. Let them do what they're supposed to do. Correct. And be right. glad for it. Yep. Be glad for it. Because he, the reason our country has lasted 200 plus years that it has, I believe, is they embrace the Christian belief. Mm-hmm. And the reason that we got to have a government is because at his center, man is evil. Yeah. Yeah. Man is... I hate to tell you this, yep. you know, I don't want you ever to trust me 100% because deep down mm. in my heart, I'm an evil person. Yeah.
0: Please don't put me on a pedestal. And I'm going to tell you something. Do
1: I've done some things yeah. that I am not proud of. I, Yeah. I've got. Not, I've done
0: some things I cannot confess to uh, here. Because, no, I can't
1: talk about them on the air. But I, uh, uh, I, I have talked to friends about it because you mm-hmm. should talk, and you should, you should talk to your friends that are are Christians and say, you know, yep. this has been going on, or this happened. And uh, there's one thing that in deep down inside of me, and I don't know if I've ever talked to you guys about it. Probably haven't. Uh, that I'm just really ashamed of. Yeah. And I know that God takes that shame away yeah however as my flesh gets involved with it yeah i just think dave how could you be such a just just mm-hmm, an, mm-hmm. an
5: idiot well eventually that um it turns from uh um remorse um what's the words i'm, lo- I'm losing it right now which talks about uh, <laughs> Godly sorrow leads to re- repentance, right? Yeah. And there's there's a oh, man. A, I've repented. There's an it. aspect of things that, to where we should still feel um, sorry, you know. And but then there comes that point of healing, and then when it goes past that, that you're constantly being reminded um, by the enemy, still trying yeah. to throw those things at us to try and uh, uh, get us to
1: believe that we're not saved, we're not healed, we're not different. No, I know I'm saved. I know I'm I'm right. healed. It's just, uh, you know, it comes up and it's like I want to beat my head against the wall. And I go, Yeah, why would I? Yeah, I was a Christian well, at the time. Why would I have
5: done that? Right. The um, my point in in saying it is eventually that should go away because yeah. there's things that I think about that that I used to do that now they're just thoughts. Yeah, they, yeah. they're just they 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 have no more meditation. They they um, they do not bring up any emotion. I just was like, "Oh yeah, I did that." Okay, because I've moved past the place of forgiveness and healing for it. So yeah. you're you're never going to erase the memory of it, but it should move past the place once you walk into the fullness of understanding the forgiveness of. What During God's the given break, us.
1: I'll tell you guys. All right, all right. and then I'm going to ask you because it it involves a person, and now here's here's what bothers me the most. I can't even remember their name. All right. Yeah. Then there. No. I can't remember their name. There and I did something really bad to them. Yeah. And I would love to get a find them and 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 apologize to them and ask for their forgiveness, but I can't do it. Right. Yeah. I can't
0: find them. There's a difference between conviction and condemnation. Um and conviction is healthy and holy. Um that's when the Holy Spirit is trying to get your attention and let you know that what you're doing is wrong. But then there comes a place of condemnation, and that's a tool of the enemy. Mm-hmm. Um, the enemy is the one who wants to keep reminding you, hey, you remember what you did? Mm-hmm. You really think God has forgiven you? And and it, it can be hard for us to integrate into our personalities the fact that God has already forgiven us, and we should forgive ourselves as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, forgiving ourselves doesn't always mean letting, letting yourself off the hook. If you've got something you need to make restitution for, um, you, you need to do that. But there comes a point where you should be able to say in your spirit, I am forgiven. Mm-hmm. And this is not going to be a burden day to day for me. Um, I, I, there have been times in my life and I've struggled with that. Uh, similar situation. I mean, I grew up in the church just like you did. I, I cut my teeth on the bottom of a pew. Mm-hmm. But I spent some times wandering away from the Lord. And I did some things during that time that uh, I'm not proud of. And uh, I wish I had never done. Although. When you say something like that, you have to understand that what you've walked through made you who you are today, uh, made me the tool that God could use today, so I can't be too hard on myself for that, but they're a similar situation. I I don't, there are some names that I simply don't remember, don't remember who those people were. I believe
5: you can have a connection in the spirit with that, that you could, um, in prayer, let God work on their heart, even mm -hmm. though you may never know him, may never see him again, whatever the case is, that that can happen, um. So that would be one aspect in the manner in which I'd pray about it.
1: Yeah. All right. Absolutely. Last question. I'll give it to you. And it goes along with the first question that we've had. All right. And uh, is there a biblical response to this horrible murder that happened in Minneapolis Mm. and the riots that have happened afterwards? It seems that our nation is just getting worse and worse. Is this the way it's meant to be? Mm. So let's talk about that when we come back. We got more of the Dave Ellswick show coming on with the Bible guys. Get involved with us, all right? Eight two three zero nine six five. That is the local number. Eight two three zero nine six five. If you want to get in discussion with us about you know what we're seeing happen in our nation, I believe the lawlessness that we're seeing is a direct response to how the church is not the center of this nation like it was. Uh, at one time, all right, fourteen minutes until eight, a break, and then more coming on the Dave Ellswick show in the scriptures, it says that we should confess our uh, shortcomings or our sins to other brothers and sisters and I just did that with steve and and with billy and i and I'll tell you what there was no condemnation from either one of them, and uh, they understand me a little bit better, and mm-hmm. what they what they said to me uh helped good. I appreciate it, bro. Yeah. I really do appreciate You're it. You're welcome. All right, so Steve, you want to start this off about, uh, you know, is there a biblical response about what happened in Minneapolis and then it's getting worse and worse. Is yeah. it going to get worser? Is, <laughs> yeah. that, is that the right word? Yeah, it works. Heidi, is that a real word, worser? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> worser. It, 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 <laughs> it works. Now. If I say so. It's All right. right, go ahead.
5: Well, um, I'm going to say something that's going to just sound too clicheic, if that's a word um and that is our response is uh love. Um because initially my response about what the stuff i hear um is statistically it doesn't match the narrative in a lot of cases. But that's not the right response. Yeah. Um the right response is to listen and to try and show love and compassion in the sense of um i mean we have to pour out our hearts as individuals and as a nation because we cannot take the bait, you know, right. um of Continuing down this path of division because even Jesus said of the devil when they accused him of doing things by the work of the devil, he said, A kingdom against itself will not stand. It is clear, it is absolutely true. And we are allowing the enemies, whether they be in the spirit or in the natural, to divide this nation. And we have to, I believe, we need to have a counter-prayer, pray test, uh, praise test instead of protest to try and bring a sense of unity to this nation because then this will play into the rest of the question is if we do not nothing will change it will only continue to get worse right it will it will and i do believe i i am a person who believes that we are um in overdrive towards the end times yeah um and whatever the this is another accelerant in that and i do believe that america is going to have to come off the world stage Uh, And so I I, unfortunately I think we're going to continue down this path and it's going to be to where we're on the brink if not post destruction will then the outpouring of God come but it doesn't have to be that way God even when God was getting ready to bring judgment one of the things I like to quote all the time I think it's uh, Jeremiah 3 Mm. and he's warning Israel and he's saying I think it's seven times in Jeremiah 3 return to me, return to me, return to me, repent, repent, repent. He kept saying repent because God's basically saying, don't make me do this Right? because he's just, because he's holy. He's going to bring justice, but he did not want to have to do it. So do we have to go down this path? No unity in prayer and an outpouring of the spirit of God is the only thing that's going to change it. But I fear that it will not come until the destruction comes.
0: Yeah. I, um, I, I like to remind people: uh, we when we think about the story of Jonah, we think about the big fish and getting spit up on the. But that was not the real point of the story. The real point of the story was that that Jonah was sent That's to right. warn a nation mm-hmm. that Nine it needed the... to repent. And guess what? They, they responded yeah. and they repented. And he and... was
1: upset that they responded. Yeah. <laughs> but, <laughs> right? But here's yeah, the thing. seriously, he wanted, them, seriously, to get their, he wanted yeah. them actually to be to be punished. And
0: yeah. eventually, they were. When when the generational later, I think. It, um, I, yeah, one or two. Yeah. Uh, but the thing is that they responded to the call for repentance. And as a result, God pulled back his judgment and withheld it until another generation rose that was just as evil as the previous generation. And he went, OK, you didn't learn your lesson. Yep. The question is, will we learn our lesson if we will confess as a nation fall on our face before a holy God? I think we can divert what is coming to this nation Mm -hmm. for a generation or two. If we do not, we are standing at the precipice, and we will continue to tear ourselves apart until there is nothing left that's recognizable.
5: And all of this, when people have asked if if this is judgment, it's not. It's Romans 1. It's God turning us over to living a world without his rule. And when people say, well, America was never great, America was racist, America did slavery, America did this, mm-hmm. though there's an aspect of that is true, but every time there was somebody who was saying, we need to enslave, there was another group that was saying, don't do this, this is immoral. Right. So there was a group of people that were always fighting this, but um, th- well, there is... Well,
0: that is a lack of understanding. It's just like when you go back, biblical people go, well, no, the Bible allowed slaves. Um, mm. Well, okay, for starters, you don't understand the word slave the way it's being used there. And secondarily, mm. when you look at what the biblical definition there was compared to what was going on in the nations around it, Correct. you'll understand that that was a protective measure. Actually, it's well, true. The Bible says that that a, that a a you can stone a child to, get, uh, to death for being disobedient if you take them before the city elders. Yeah, yeah. But in the nations around that, number one, we have no evidence that were, ever happened. There was no recording that ever happened. Number two, in the nations around Israel... If a parent got upset with a child, you were just allowed to kill them. This was a protective Mm -hmm. measure. So as we walk through history, the lack of understanding about what's going on in the nations around and in culture around you – taints the fact that most of what was happening was were protective measures. Now, I'm not saying that slavery in this country wasn't abhorrent. It was. Mm-hmm. There's no doubt about it. But guess what? From our very founding, there were people going, we have got to get rid of this as quickly as possible. Yeah. And our forefathers made that happen. And we paid a heavy price. And we paid a heavy price for it. It's called the Civil War. Yep. Yep. I'll get my so my soapbox. That's the
5: only thing that's going to change is prayer and repentance, both in an individual, because what we don't realize Um, On an individual level, what we um, allow with uh, all the pornography, sexual immorality, the murder of children, um, uh, just the I mean, how many people were desensitized to watching a man die in video because they're so used to watching it on television and video Mm -hmm. games? And we just didn't realize that a man is begging for his life. And people were not appalled because we become so desensitized to death.
0: Yeah.
5: And so we're not the wonderful great nation that we were we are very immoral uh in many levels and we and i believe this is part of the shaking where god's trying to get our attention to go you guys better wake up you better get on your face you better repent you better cry out i'm gonna let you eat each other alive yeah that's what i believe is coming if we don't repent
1: well as bad as slavery is as, as it was as bad as race relations were i i think there's an innocent group a lot of people don't even want to talk about. That's right, it. and and that has to do with abortion. Yep. How many? How, how many? I mean, how many? How many innocent unborn children
0: have been murdered? Yep. Yeah. And how many? We're over sixty million now. I, I promise you, there were there were not that many slaves in the South ever. Yep. So, and I
5: I bet. It, okay, I'm going to say this, and I, I I hope I don't get yelled at through the radio. <laughs> <laughs> well, we should be appalled at what happened to. Mr. Floyd, absolutely appalled. It yes, was horrific. Absolutely. But um, how many black men were murdered today in the abortion clinics around yeah, the world? Yeah. How many black men were murdered in Chicago over the weekend or in Los Angeles or Baltimore or anywhere else? And there's not an outcry. And if our outcry is not equal for the death of anybody, then maybe the, we're actually the racist yeah. because we only how, choose. About,
1: how about there's that many that there's, there's pastors and churches that aren't crying out about that? Right. Yeah,
5: there's, and that was the other point I was going to make is there's not a cry from the pulpits to repent and that's why I said we need to be careful of not flowing into falling into the political debat, argument about this because we need to repent and bring unity spiritually um, to this nation it's the only thing that's going to change it
1: what you're saying is really really important and that people really really have to get yes everybody is a sinner yep. yeah yeah alright and you've got to understand that people have, have got to get on your knees for about the
5: this. message that's being portrayed right now is is my buddy jesus that yeah. that's the message and that he is here for me that mm-hmm. he's here to restore me to heal me to give me to do for me and that's not what the bible says yes yep. he will heal and yes he will restore but we are to serve him right and he has sent his spirit to be the helpmate but he's also the corrector he is the one that says, buddy, you better take a look at this right here, because that's sin in your life, and I will not tolerate it. We
1: need to cry out to him. All right. We're out of time. Wow. that was a, This is one of the best segments we've had. Yep. I mean, we're, we're just saying it the way it is, yep. and, and it's the only way to say it. Billy, thanks for coming in. Yes, sir. We'll see you next week, too, uh, Steve. It's great to see you guys <laughs> yeah, again. Yeah, I mean, being back in the Absolutely. studio with you, it's a whole lot better than being on the phone. Uh, Scott will be back in a couple of weeks. He's on vacation. The senator from Arkansas, John Bozeman, joins us next after the news on the Dave Ellswick Show. After eight on a Tuesday, uh, Elizabeth is going to be back with us and uh, on the phone. Get us underway right away here in this half hour. The senior senator from Arkansas, Senator John Bozeman, is with us. Senator, it's good to have you with us. Thanks for giving us the time today.
4: Hey, Danny, thanks for having me. I got all fired up with the music. I felt like I was getting ready to run into a big ball ballgame. Uh, Back in my college days,
1: getting all fired up there. It, uh, hopefully yeah. we'll get to go s- to see the Razorbacks play and see him come running out of the uh, you know the tunnel and the
4: the, big the,
1: yes. the the smoke and everything that goes on at the Razorback games. I love going to Razorback games. Probably won't go this year since I'm type two diabetic. I had a five way uh, you know heart operation about four years ago, and I'm sixty seven now. So. <laughs> i probably go stay we need to
4: keep you safe the uh hopefully hopefully we will be playing get back to some normalcy and then uh also we'll hope we'll be able to cheer for something this year as opposed to the last couple years which (laughs) have been so grim
1: yeah you got that right all right so let let me just start off with uh talking to you where we're at as a country uh i mean You know, we're going through 1967, 1968 again. You remember those years. America was on fire, and America is back on fire again. Uh, Do you think the president was correct yesterday when he said we got to reinstall the rule of law on the nation's streets?
4: No, I think he was, and the question is how you do that. But uh, I think very definitely that you know you have to protect the public, you have to protect private property. Uh, I saw a clip yesterday of a, a, an elderly African American woman crying because all of the stores in her area had been burned down. Uh, she said, "You know, there's no public transportation. How am I going to get the things that I need?" Mm-hmm. You don't know, think about those kind of things. So, and then the property owners, many of them minority-owned, uh, that have lost everything. So no that's the number one uh, thing that we have to do is is protect people protect the, post, the protesters but also protect uh the private property uh and individuals against these these uh individuals that are there not not in the sense of any respect uh, for this uh tragedy that's happened but just to to cause trouble.
1: Yeah I tell people that uh you know if- if you're a peaceful protester, you shouldn't be around people who are breaking the law.
4: No, exactly. Uh, that's, that's, that's really the bottom line. Uh, it does seem like, in fact, we know that uh, there are organized groups that have come in, and uh, their whole goal is, to, is just anarchy, uh, to try and cause trouble. Yeah, and then you have other people that are opportunists that join in. That you know, if somebody's broken the windows of the store. Well, let's run in and grab a television or grab a you know whatever out of the store. So uh, it's just a difficult situation. I, I feel so bad for the uh, the family and and also so bad for the police. The, this is a for the most part are wonderful people that do such a great job that they're, they're to protect to serve. And uh, they're a very small group of people that that provide a, a function that's so so very important that most of us aren't willing to do. Uh, they run to the danger, and, and so it's it's tough on them. And yet the kind of action uh, this that we saw so graphically on television, as we see the replays of uh, what went on, it's just you know it's unimaginable.
1: Well, last brewing, night,
4: you know, just that yeah.
1: attitude. Last night we had—I uh, don't know what the total number was. I know there were five in St. Louis, five policemen who were shot. Uh, there was other people being shot, and uh, you know, when you when you start having people with guns just wantonly trying to kill people, you've got to go and crack down.
4: No, you do, and uh, again with reason. You know, in, in the sense that you have to be very very careful, and uh, but you do have to maintain order. If not, then uh, we've we've seen how things get out of hand, and uh, you just have uh, destruction, total destruction of, of public property. It's so sad, in areas like Little Rock, uh, why would you why would you why would you uh, make it such that you ravage the the pharmacy association, yeah, uh, the American Legion, you know, things like that. I mean, that's just That's not that's not out of any uh, sympathy for this tragedy. Uh, That's just that's just uh, it's meanness. It's just lawlessness. Yeah, that's it. Those people need to be held accountable.
1: Absolutely. Lawlessness. Uh, Elizabeth Sotelaro has joined uh, with us. She's my co-host on Tuesday. So she's here, too, uh, Senator. But I wanted to ask you about China. China. Yes. You and I went through the Cold War with Russia. Are we on the verge of the, not even on the verge, are we into another Cold War, this time with China, do you believe?
4: I don't think we're there yet, but uh, certainly the the situation that we're in now is a really dangerous one. Uh, I would hope that we would reverse that course. Uh, We've learned a lot as a result of the pandemic. The Chinese government, we've all known lies, cheats, steals, you know, they manipulate, they do anything they can to protect the Communist Party. Uh, on the other hand, uh, you know, the trade, we're constantly looking for people to do business with. Uh, all of those kind of things, uh, but we can't be so dependent on a number of items such as our medicines uh, we've learned that, that this gear that we need for uh, the PPE that we've heard so much about uh, all of that being made in China uh, a good part of our medicines either being made there or the components that you need being made there and then assembled in our country so uh, it's a difficult situation and and I would hope that uh, tensions would be ratcheted down. There's so much going on in the world. That's that's an important thing economically. Uh, and so uh, we'll have to wait and see.
1: How about uh, these organizations that China has that are on college campuses, like, uh, you know, the, what is it, Thousand Talents? Uh, You've got that organization. You've got the Confucius, Confucius Institute. Institutes. You know, the Confucius Institute, I mean, they're on the UCA campus right here in Conway. It it seems to me that uh, these arms of the Communist Party of, you know, the China's Communist Party uh, here in the United States, we need to just kind of shut them down. Do you agree or or how do we go about this?
4: Well, I think those are really dangerous institutions in the sense that they're, Their mission is to spread the propaganda of China, and when you look at their bylaws and things, they they control uh, the content exclusively of what they do. Uh, they don't really allow any dissent, uh, so yeah, I, I, I have a great concern. I, in fact, I was visiting with Rob Portman, the center from Ohio, and his subcommittee on homeland security actually did a, a really sweeping report, a very bipartisan report uh, you know effort by he and Senator Carper, and uh, the report is very very good. Uh, they came to the conclusion that this is something that we really needed to watch very very closely not only not only those two entities but there are several others that are trying to affect uh, the education of the uh, uh, you know, in, in America uh, from K K through 12 up into the universities, as you mentioned. So, yeah, it's something that, that's important. It's something we need to watch. And, uh, you know, it, the individual universities have to, to make their own decision. But it is something that uh, warrants really looking at very, very closely.
1: All right. It's quarter after eight. Senator, you know that I got to I got to make some money while I do this or they'll take me off the air. So <laughs> we're, we're going to take a break for a moment. And then when we come back, we'll talk more here on the Dave Ellswick show. Our guest is our senior sen- uh, senator from Arkansas, John Bozeman. He'll be with us until the bottom of the hour here on the Dave Ellswick show on one oh one one FM. The answer. All right, so our guest is our senior senator from Arkansas, John Bozeman, here on the Dave Ellswick Show. Don't forget, tomorrow in the 7 o'clock hour, we will have on, uh, of course, uh, Congressman French Hill. He joins us every Wednesday at uh, 7.05, following him, and we're trying to make it— uh, a double every Wednesday, and that will be uh, Congressman uh, uh, Bruce Westerman will join with us tomorrow at 735. We're going to try to get him on each week as well. My goal is always to keep you up to date on what's happening in Washington. The best way to do that is for you to hear directly from the newsmakers, and that's what we're doing today. So, Senator, we were talking about uh, about China uh china has taken over hong kong i mean there was supposed to be uh two different distinct ways of of running uh hong kong hong kong was not supposed to give up their complete autonomy uh the communists are, are doing that and and you made mention that you know they they lied to us about COVID. they've lied to us about everything they can that, that just seems sure. to be their their modus operandi you know, is the president is he is he being tough enough on them, do you believe?
4: I think he I think he- He is and will be tougher in the future in the sense that uh, if he's not, then Congress uh, uh, in a bipartisan way will push him forward. Uh, There's lots of talk of us uh, doing sanctions as a result of of what they're doing in Hong Kong. I think that's appropriate. The Chinese need to understand that uh, if they're going to do these things, there's a price to pay. They're very opportunist. And so as a result of that, I think we need to be tough and uh, uh, you know and lay down uh, lay down sanctions and uh, and just kind of see what happens as a result of that
1: all right elizabeth had a question for you elizabeth what what did you have
4: hey elizabeth well,
2: good morning senator can you tell us uh, what's being talked about in the halls or even on the floor perhaps about leaks in the trump administration I mean just yesterday we had a leak of trump's phone call to the governor's of audio leak out to cbs is um what, what's going on with leaks
4: well i think it's so frustrating you, you have a situation you can imagine working in a place where a significant number of the just the rank and file uh, you know that, that work for you have no use for you and as a result uh, do everything they can to undermine you and that's that's the situation that the president's been in uh they've They've helped. They've controlled it somewhat by, again, you know, uh, making things such that they've reduced staff and this and that. But it's a real problem for them. I, I think the leak probably yesterday came from the the governors themselves. You know, one of them, in the sense of that was a, a phone call, probably put it on speaker, you know, and then recorded it. But uh, that's probably, the answer is probably a Democratic governor that did that. Uh, on the other hand, leaks have been a, a huge problem uh, within the all of the agencies, and just trying to embarrass the, uh, the president. And so, uh, you, you know, you do your best, but but it's, it's difficult to control, and they are working very very hard to do that. And I think uh, you know it's it's not as bad as it was, but it's, it's a big problem.
1: All right, so where do we go now, uh, Senator? I mean, we're hearing Minuchin, and uh, we've already heard Pelosi with her Heroes Act. That was a that was a non-starter when she brought it out, but uh, people are talking about a fourth stimulus. Uh, for the this uh, pandemic. Uh, Where are you on this? I mean, we've heard Mitch McConnell talk about it. He says that, you know, everybody seems to want to see what what the first three are going to do before you go to the fourth one. But uh, do you think that there's going to have to be a fourth one?
4: Well, I think the first thing we need to do is look at the the current PPP that we we're doing. Uh, one of the things we need to do is adjust that a little bit, not spending more money, but just adjusting how it's working so that so that businesses can better use it. And one of those might be expendi- extending the uh, the timetable. I think that's probably something that is going to happen. And as I talk to and I. I I'm on the phone all day, every day, Dave and Elizabeth, with just all kinds of people that are in very, very difficult situations. But I think we could make that Uh, more user friendly. In regard to to what do we do in the future? Uh, I was in the White House a couple weeks ago, uh, talking to uh, the president with a couple other senators about uh, and Mnuchin about this. And one of the things that that I feel like we need to do first is give greater flexibility. We've given the state of Arkansas $1.25 billion. That's a huge amount of money. And yet, initially, when it was given, there were so many strings attached to it that you simply couldn't use it, uh, except for, for just a very, very small amount. So the Treasury's been able to loosen that up a little bit. Uh, I'd like to see, and I think many others would like to see, the ability of our governor uh, to you know step in and use those COVID related, but just more flexibility. I asked Mnuchin at that meeting, I said, Well, how much money have we spent uh, in the sense of actually spending the money, getting out of the Washington? And he started listing off, and after a while, I said, Well, you know, the reality is, isn't it, that, that much of that money has simply not left Washington? And he said, Yeah, that's correct. So a lot of it is that we've already allocated hasn't been spent yet when you're talking about uh, a trillion dollars Uh, $3 trillion. Uh, That's a huge amount of money. And so as a result, a lot of that has not left Washington yet. A lot of it's in the states, and the states haven't spent it yet uh, for all kinds of different things. Hospitals, uh, uh, again, just just a variety of education, a variety of different stuff. So I'm with Senator McConnell right now. I think we need to ask the states what they've spent already uh, and then... uh, what they've spent it on and then i think really importantly what if they had additional funding what they would spend it in the future but uh right now we're we're just kind of pausing looking but i don't think we need to jump into anything in the next week or so for sure
1: okay because there's some people said that you guys are going to start having meetings uh over the next couple of weeks to to decide for you know number four and i was thinking to myself You just laid it all out for us, that there's a lot of money out there already, and we need to see how that is used.
4: No, that's right. And I think really the the real important thing of the Senate being back in in session, uh, I think that's important for lots of different reasons. But but what it does is allow us to actually hold hearings, get the experts in, to ask them for advice, uh, do things in a normal way. Where you can question these people, uh, ask the questions that that you know we 're just talking about you know what 's been spent, where is it gone, uh, those kind of things what 's the economy doing right now uh, all unemployment, all of those kind of things so uh, i don 't think there that there's any any hurry. Uh, I think uh, Pelosi and schumer would like to. To, to you know, spend a lot of additional dollars uh, in the near future, but again, throwing money at the problem is not the answer. And yet, we can't underestimate this, this is a huge this is a huge problem with our economy. I, I know you know that with your advertisers. You're talking to business people all the time. Uh, your station, you know, uh, going through what they're going through. We're working hard to try of help uh, to so many different groups like that uh, on the other hand uh, you do need to, to have good information as you make decisions going forward we've never been in a situation where you shut down the entire economy of the country and, and really the entire economy of the world
1: yeah it's been crazy we're down to about two minutes left with you senator uh final question for you how do we shake this uh, economy we have here in the united states and wake it up It seems to me we're being a little bit slow about this. I think we need to pick it up a little bit. What's your thoughts on it and what's going on in the Senate?
4: Well, I think you have to open the economy back up. And and people have done a good job of social distancing. We've broken the curve back in the sense we don't have, uh, we've had some real hot spots in uh, New York, California, places like that uh, Michigan and yet for much of the country uh, the curve has been flattened we haven't overwhelmed the the hospitals which was that was what that was all about at some point though uh, people have to go back and and as you do that you're going to have an uptick again hopefully the uptick is such that you don't overwhelm the hospitals but at some point the economy has to has to start up again, and so we 're seeing that happen, and uh, I think the governor has done a great job in that regard of you know, watching and and looking at the numbers, uh, trying to do things based on a on a scientific approach. Of, of we're blessed in Arkansas. We've got some really good infectious disease, and I think the president himself, uh, you know, has done a good job in that of listening to the experts. But but he's preaching you know, opening up the economy. I, I I think the governors have to do that as they see fit but uh, at some point it just has to happen. And and it looks like we're moving in that direction, which I think is a very, very good thing.
1: All right, Senator, we're out of time. I appreciate your uh, giving us the 25 minutes that we've gotten today. We look forward to talking to you in the near future.
4: Well, thank you, Dave and Elizabeth, so much for having me. And we appreciate you guys, appreciate your show so very, very much. I look forward, Dave, to to uh, being in the studio in the, in the near future. And you take care of yourself. As I said, we need to open up the economy. We do need to protect and really concentrate on the people that are at high risk. And so- all
1: right. Thank- I mentioned to the uh, Senator that, uh, this thing where the mobs, uh, in the cities are targeting, uh, the police, uh, there were four shot in St. Louis last night. One was shot in Vegas, uh, in the Bronx in New York. There was a hit and run that was caught on uh, uh, on video. So it's really, uh, really disturbing to see this happening. And if someone calls me and says to me, "Well, you know what they've been doing to us, we're going to do them. It's not them. That's the key. You had, you have a couple of bad actors. You can't take it out on every person that's wearing that uniform. You just can't do that. In fact, you, if you are doing it, you need to stop doing it because you're going to grab the tiger by the tail and you're going to wish that you had not done that. I'm just telling you. You're going to wish well, that I'm- you had not done that.
2: Isn't that exactly where we, you know, how we got into this situation is painting with a broad, broad, broad brush? You know, one incident, everybody's that way. I hate everyone who's black. I hate everyone who's white. You know, I hate the business owners. I hate the wealthy. I hate Trump. I mean, come on, let's turn that around. We've got to do, you were talking the other day about a peace march. And a, and a march for justice, I think that might not be a bad idea. We are
1: going to have that. I I can tell you that it will probably happen uh, a, a week after the president's birthday on the 14th. That's, that's okay. kind of what I'm seeing. Uh, I will let everybody know. Uh, I'm going to try to get all the other stations here at Salem... Uh, on board with it as well and everybody talk about it because it's not about uh just uh you know uh, white folks or black folks or hispanic uh-uh. folks or asian it's about all folks it's about all americans and it's We're about it it's re- yeah it's really about uh and i would hope that most people would assume that this is going to be part of of how my show is going to grab thing uh grab things it's going to be the church being involved in all of this and calling for be. repentance of from our nation, just the way Lincoln called for it, the way Washington has called for it, the way many other presidents have called for it, uh, the day that we do that, we're going to call for repentance.
2: You know, it's interesting, Dave, you should say that. Senator Hammer, who, of course, as you know, is the pastor at Saline Memorial Baptist, um gave a very nice message a day or so ago and that's basically what he talked about is god needs to hear his people cry out
1: i I, I don't disagree with that at all
2: i think it's time i think it's time and i think those of us who believe in america and believe in the goodness of how we were founded it always goes back to that our founders were very grounded In their beliefs. And they were not all Christians. They were not all God fearing people, but they all believed that as a group, we should strive to be better, not go down to the gutter. And that's what these anarchists and these leftists want to do. They're dragging us down, dragging us down, and everyone sees, and the more they watch, the more they're inspired to go out and imitate. We have to show them something else they can go out and imitate, and we have to do it in a big
1: way. I agree with that wholeheartedly, and um, if you're listening and you're a pastor, if you're a a preacher, I'd like to hear from you. Uh, Send your uh, emails to to Dave at SalemLR.com if you feel the way that I do. Uh, that we need to call on a time for us to repent as a nation and to uh, gather together. And what I'd like to do is gather at the state capitol uh, and uh, have a big choir there and have uh, the preachers there. And Because the preachers played a huge part in the the freedom of this nation. They played a monstrous part in it, and it's time that you play it again. And uh, it's time for you to to stand up for righteousness' sake uh, here in in our nation. And uh, I'm gonna we're gonna try to get this all set together. I talked to Iverson about it yesterday. I ta- I just got done talking to Steve Hess about it uh, uh, before he left, and to Billy and. Uh, i'll start reaching out i need to reach out to rick Bassett and ask him if if he would be involved in it i if we get this set up the way i think that it's going to be set up uh, i'm I'm going to work real hard on getting somebody in here uh that is you know a, a great speaker orator to come and and talk to us and and to call upon us to call upon god to fall on our face and call upon god
2: This is something that that should touch everyone one way or the other, uh, regardless of your specific religious beliefs. You know, I think when I watch these protesters and I'm seeing the burning and the looting and the, like, like Senator Bozeman said, the meanness, I'm thinking every time, you know, that's somebody's mother, brother, sister, father, cousin. You know, do you really want your family to be treated that way and or? to be abused that way. I mean, these protesters, I mean, you guys thoroughly covered it yesterday. We are all, more than appalled, horrified at what's happened. One incident, it is not the only one over the years. We have got to get a grip on getting this pulled together. It is going to rip us in pieces if we don't.
1: Yeah, well, you know, the thing that people need to really understand, and especially people who go into uh, the urban areas and they and they destroy them. When you go in and you burn down all the businesses, when you burn down people's houses, when you literally wage war against uh, the urban area, here's what you end up with: you end up with an urban area that it's going to take maybe a decade or more oh, for them to least. build to build back and be what they were when you burned them down i mean that's they haven't moved forward at all
2: yeah they haven't moved and these are your communities these are where everybody lives like the woman that was in tears what's she going to do to get her groceries how is she going to try to even go to work if there's even a job there for her it's 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 wanton destruction for no other reason again i am convinced it's coming from the outside there are people organized that are trying to take our world down here in america that's
1: get, just all there is to it. You got, we got about three minutes here before we got to get our final break in. Amid this escalating violence, uh, vandalism, looting, sweeping the nation, New York City Mayor Bill de Blasio, and let me—I I love to say his name the way that Robert Steinbach says it—Mayor uh, mm-hmm. Bill de blah 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 Blasio uh, <laughs> declared an 11 p.m. curfew Monday. For the residents of his embattled city, a city still struggling to recover from the COVID-19 crisis, it's the first curfew uh, imposed since the race riots of 1943. But as reports and video footage uh, made graphically clear, the mayor's curfew failed to stop the wave of violence and destruction. In response, what did de Blasio do? Did you hear, uh, Heidi? I didn't. Here's what he did, all right? He did what parents do with their kids sometimes, all right? He says, okay, you're not going to abide by the 11 o'clock curfew. It's 12 o'clock now. Oh, dear. The curfew now is going to be 12 o'clock. It's like I've had people come to me and say, Dave, my kids won't. Behave, and I and I said really, and they go yeah, and I go over to, to help about to to. They asked me to come over and well watch what we do. If you keep doing, if you do that, I'm going to spank you, and they do it again. If you do that again, I'm going to spank you, and they do it again. Don't push me. You do that again and I'll spank you. Guess what? I'm gonna I'm gonna That's exactly right. (laughs) Until you until you set up a specific result for something that happens, you're gonna have your problem to continue. And it's the same way in these cities. Yeah, you gotta enforce what it it is you say you're gonna do.
2: From the very beginning, I mean, what do they say with kids? You got to get the jump on them and, and fool them first. But no, we've got to seriously convince, just like President Trump said, that this is a rule of law, and we all will agree to follow.
1: Yeah, just um, you know, you gotta you gotta set this up and say, hey, this is it, folks. This is it. So keep that in mind. Quarter till. Uh, till nine if you're going to raise your children you got to set parameters and then you have to enforce them that that's just the way it is you know it i know it you've raised your children uh you might not spank you might give timeouts whatever it is you got to follow through with it if you don't and you just say well, you do that again here's what if 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 you're saying that all the time
4: mhm mm-hmm.
1: They're not going to follow what you say because they know that you're not going to back it up. Just keep that in mind. It's the same thing for, this, for the mayors and for uh, the, the governors of, of these states. Elizabeth, stay with me. We'll be back in a moment. Got to get our final break in. We got traffic. We got weather. Let's do it at 101.1 FM, The Answer. All right. Ten minutes till nine. Man, we're out of it. We're done. Elizabeth, we're about done for another Tuesday. Unbelievable.
2: Blowing right by. Lots of things going on.
1: There is. A, well, that's an understatement. It really is. Mm-hmm. There's an amazing amount of things going on.
2: We're living in history. We're living in history. Those of you who are just sort of sitting there going, wow, think about this. Your children and your grandchildren are going to read about what's happening today. I, I see, hope they read about it. I'll put it that way. Who knows with the press being the way they are. We won't go down that rabbit hole.
1: <laughs> yeah, some g- great news here uh, I like to share uh, and and to commend people for good things. And Fred, uh, Floyd Mayweather, the boxer, he's going to pay for the funeral of George Floyd.
2: Very good.
1: So Very I, nice. I, I really, you know, I want to make wow. sure that everybody understands that. He's going to pay for all the the funeral costs. Uh, Of course, Floyd died in Minnesota uh, after he was uh, murdered by a police officer. And all this civil rights unrest and everything that's going on right now. Uh, The most famous boxer in America uh, is going to cover the cost of Floyd's funeral. The CEO of Mayweather Promotions, Leonard Ellerby, told ESPN, quote, You'll probably get mad at me for saying that, but yes, Mayweather is definitely paying for uh, the funeral, unquote. And that's, yeah, this was not Mayweather getting in front of the cameras and saying, I'm going to do this. This is somebody who who made the statement, and I don't know if if Mayweather told him to or not. Uh, But, uh, I mean, the man is rich. There's no doubt about it. Mayweather is rich. But I think this is... Amazing that uh, curb, that he's doing that as as far as that's uh, concerned as well.
2: And there'll be there'll be three services. They're doing one in uh, Houston. Yep. They're doing one in Charlotte, and they're also doing one there in Minnesota.
1: Yeah. They're the the one he's going to Houston because I guess that's his hometown, from what I understand. I know his brother's been living in Houston, so they're they're yeah. going to they're going to do it in uh, uh, bury him. I think in Houston. So just something we, for we everybody should. to know about.
2: Yeah, we, we're we going to put that on your Facebook page. And we need to challenge people to uh, instead of spreading the memes with the negativity and the meanness, go find these stories and spread them around. We need to counteract what's going on out there. This is one way you can do it.
1: Yeah, I, I agree. And Nick Foles, you know, he was out. Uh, talking uh, the other day i'm I'm just going to kind of bring a little bit of sports into this because i think in sports now uh when you look at sports you can see what the world could be like uh where people get along no matter uh, what color or what uh, religion or whatever they are Uh, you know like football baseball things and team sports because to be able to reach the goal that you have as a team, whether it be the Super Bowl or the the World Series or whatever, you've got to work together as a, a team. And Chicago Bears quarterback Nick Foles recently had some great thoughts about that. Amid the mass civil unrest around America after the death of George Floyd, uh, a lot of people have started speaking up and sharing their feelings. And the Super Bowl champion released a statement last night and had some powerful thoughts about why sports are important. He wrote the following sports show us what is possible when we stop looking at the difference in skin color and look at the heart of an individual. Christ tells us to love our neighbor, no matter how they look or what their color of skin is. We are to genuinely, uh, genuinely love another football shows that this is possible. And it is truly a beautiful thing when it is from the heart, and see we need more people to stand up and say that I mean seriously, we need more people to stand up and to say that and and then to live it out in their lives and There's a lot of pro- professional sports players that have done just that and and I look go back to nineteen sixty eight when the huge riots were happening in in Detroit, what brought that that city back together again? The Detroit Tigers, the Detroit Tigers, then and and the baseball team, and they were making a big run that year for the pennant, and it ju- it just brought the city back together again. It's amazing what sports can do. So I just think it's really important we get. We get our, our sports teams back on the fields, back on the diamond, back on the football field, back on the ice, whatever. We need to get our professional teams playing again. I think it will go a long way to healing a lot of things.
2: I think that's what we need to do. Again, we can all participate, even if it's watching the sports. But, again, pulling for your team together with the other folks, we have to find these things that are common to all of us. Um, we all have families. We all want safe living conditions. We all want to be able to go to work. We all all want to be able to go to church. We've got to find these things that are common to all of us that mean things that are important and focus on those and ask for ask for forgiveness and ask for help yeah. from each other from each other.
1: Yeah, I'm I'm all about that. I am. Uh, there is all kinds of information out here. Uh, that you can go uh, the Detroit uh, Free Press, how 1968 Detroit Tigers soothed a city's racial tensions. How 1968 Detroit Tigers soothed a rebellious city's racial tensions. Black men hugged white men in the streets of Detroit after the Tigers won the pennant and later the World Series in 1968, a year after the 1967 riot. Uh, which was during, of course, I made mention of it several times, the long, hot summer. Hot summers. Yep, during that time.
2: I don't want this one to be the same way. No,
1: I don't want to remember 2020 the way I remember 1967 and 68. Those were just terrible times of upheaval uh, in America. Thanks so much, Elizabeth, for being part of the show today. I, I Always I don't, a pleasure. I don't thank you enough. You do so much for the show, and I do appreciate you more than you'll ever know.
2: You're so kind, sir, but thank you for the uh, the pleasure and the opportunity.
1: All right. We'll talk to you. I'll be in t- touch with you tonight. It's the Dave Ellswick you Show. Can. We're just about out of time. Tomorrow, we got a fantastic show. Coming your way. I'm just telling you, it's going to be a great show. Talking about baseball. Lance is going to be with us tomorrow from the Travs. Yeah. It's not looking good for minor league baseball for the rest of the year. I'm just telling you, I don't think it's going to happen. We'll talk to Lance about that. Uh, he'll probably have some little bit of insight information on that. We'll talk to him about it, how the team is doing. Uh, you know, they're they're losing a lot of money. They're bleeding when they're not playing out there. And I'm missing my bologna, you know, sandwich out there that I can get, you know, fried bologna. You ever had a fried bologna sandwich, Heidi? You got to have one. I got you got to you're Southern, man. You got to have a fried bologna sandwich. You know, that's good stuff. I grew up with I grew up Southern because all my family's from the South and uh, we'd have fried bologna sandwiches and I. You know, I'll teach you how to make one, you know. I'll teach you how to make the little knife cuts on it so it doesn't roll up like a ball, you know, in a bowl and stays flat so you can put it on your toast. Uh, It's better on Texas toast just because toast is thicker, you you know, and then we'll talk about, you know, the do's and the don'ts about what you put on it. You know, definitely put mustard on it. I'm just telling you, definitely put mustard. All right, tomorrow. Lance is going to be here 6 o'clock to 7 o'clock. He'll be in studio by phone from Washington, D.C. Uh, Congressman French Hill, it's 7.05 to 7.30. And then Congressman uh, Bruce Westerman, 6.35 to 7. At uh, 7 o'clock to 8 o'clock, it's Joe and Duck from your uh, Bumper Bumper Certified Service Centers. That's all coming your way tomorrow here on the Dave Ellswick Show. I'll see you 6 a.m. like we always do right here. Don't be late you yeah.